Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of Exposing Isolation. My name is Rebecca Elizabeth Weber, and today is October 18th, 2021. So I have been less than consistent with doing these episodes. I'm kind of just like getting back into it um, after like six months off and kind of trying to figure out like what I want to do with it and what I want to talk about. But I have like three different episode ideas right now. So I thought that I would come in and um, do the one that is like, I guess, the most timely um, and that I've, you know, I've been thinking for a couple weeks now actually about doing this and so might as well get it out there. I am rambling and procrastinating because this is a big story that I haven't really told um, before. So I'm a little bit nervous and unsure how to go about it, but that's what this whole thing is about. So uh, yeah, today I am going to do my best to talk about how uh, 10 years ago, so in 2011, when I was 20 years old, um, my body shut down for the first time. Um, And I say for the first time because a few years later, my body shut down again. But um, when I was 20 years old, I was a junior in college at Western Washington University in Bellingham, Washington, and I was um, a resident advisor in the dorms, in the residence halls, and I had just been through, I think that it was 10 days of training, so um, all of the uh, residents, life people, the RAs and the uh, resident directors and, you know, everyone um, gets together every year or did. I don't know what they're doing anymore, but got together every year for 10 days and did um, training to get ready for the school year. And um, it goes until like the day we start moving the residents in. Um, And it was my second year being an RA and my second time going through this 10-day training. Um, And the first year that I went through it, it didn't, like, it was still, like, challenging. Like, there was definitely challenges to it. But um, the second year that I went through this training, they just had a lot of new ideas about, like, what they wanted to teach us in those 10 days. Um... And I basically spent the whole summer before this. Um, I, I kind of, I worked at an elementary school a couple days a week, um, helping with like the summer school program. And otherwise I was watching a lot of like create channel, like watching people like make do crafts and cook and sew and stuff. And I was living at my grandparents' house and everything was just like pretty chill. Uh, I just had a pretty chill summer, maybe pretty sedentary. And then I just went straight from like a lot of alone time and a lot of like just chill listening to classical music and driving to and from work. Otherwise, just like hanging out. Um, I went from I think I was probably also on the wedding committee at my grandparents church during that time, too. But anyway, I went from like a pretty calm summer to 10 really busy days, like 14 hour days. Um We have to get up in the morning pretty early, like I think six or something like that, get ready, uh, walk across campus to breakfast, which is like a mile because everybody ate at the same 
um, cafeteria um, in the morning and then all day classes, which was everything from mental health training to kind of somewhat first responder training, but like not that we were doing medical stuff, but like um, being able to like assess and handle and bring in other people kind of training, um, event planning, uh, community development. And then we also had like community service that we were doing. Um, and then we had all our meals together and it like, then there was like homework and, uh, bonding time with the team. And I just remember like getting more and more tired during those 10 days and like having like absolutely no emotion. And a few days before my body shut down, like we, it would have been a really long day and we were supposed to do this bonding exercise where everybody, so we were a team of like eight, seven, we were a team of seven plus our boss of eight, um, I think, something like that. And we were supposed to bring two objects down to the main hall and talk about them like and about our um, like emotions and our feelings about these like special objects. So like everybody went around and talked about these really important things and it got really emotional and I shared mine too, but I just remember being like a zombie. Like I... I I just, and I kept thinking in my head, like, man, like I'm dying. Like I, I'm going to die. Like I, I just, I am so tired. I'm so stressed. I like as an introvert and I didn't know I was an introvert at a time because I was raised to be an ENFP. If Myers-Briggs means anything to you, I was basically raised to be an ENFP, but I am not an ENFP. I am actually an I, and X. I don't really know if I'm um, feeling or thinking more uh, J. So I'm actually like essentially an INFJ and I was raised to be an ENFP. So anybody who knows Myers-Briggs knows that I was not being myself at all. And so I was brought um, into this group to be like this outgoing person. And I just like didn't have it in me to really do that. And everybody else was like wanting to hang out and slumber party all night and hang and just like do everything together. And like, I had not had any time alone to recharge in days. And we were, it was like late at night after dinner and we were still like bonding. And I, I was losing my mind and got through, I think that was like a couple days before the end of the program. And then couple days before classes started, um, I helped move 300 students into the community, into the, our building, um, and like manage all their stuff and everything. And it was like the day before classes started and I was sitting in one of my residence rooms, um, just like getting to know, you know, my girls. I had an all girls floor and I'm just sitting there like chilling out and all of a sudden like the lights just went out like in me. Um, like I just, I, I, I guess I fainted. Um, I was like kind of fainting. Like I couldn't really see, like, like I said, it was like dark and my hands and feet and lips started turning blue. Um, somebody told me and, um, I could kind of see it when I came to that, like my hands and feet were blue. And somebody said my lips had turned blue and, some of the girls like helped me get like a couple doors down to my bed and somebody else called 911 and um, like the campus police came and the um, like paramedics came and somebody got me hot chocolate 
um, to kind of like, and I kind of started coming to again. Um, but yeah, like I, I, it was just, it was pretty scary. Um, and, but everybody was like, just checking on me and then really busy. And then my boss came to ask me if I knew where the work laptop was. Cause I don't think she really understood that I had, um, like just had a medical emergency. I, it was, there was just like a lot going on. And, um, so that, that just like happened one day and started classes the next day, but was feeling like awful, was like super, super dizzy and tired. Um, went to the campus like clinic to meet with like the campus, um, doctor. And, um, we did some tests and like, I couldn't, like, I couldn't balance on one foot and I couldn't like, kind of like drunk tests, I guess they were, she was like having me do like, where you like, um, reach your arms out and then like touch your nose and like all these different like coordination and, um, like just balance and things test. And I was like failing all of them miserably, like basically like falling over. And she explained to me that like I had vertigo and that's why I was like nauseous and all these things. And she was really concerned actually that I had fluid in my brain, um, or that maybe I had a tumor or something. And I got a couple of my guy friends actually to, um, take me to the hospital where I got a CT scan. Um, there was nothing wrong with my brain. So, uh, I'm pretty sure she was Dr. Emily Gibson. And if that's not who that was, I'm sorry, but I think that's the doctor that was at the school and went back in to like talk to her about the CT scans and like everything. And, um, there was no signs of like anything wrong. Like clearly something was wrong and clearly something wrong had transpired, but, um, there was no like, there was nothing like on my CT scans or anything like that. And so, um, like the, she basically just told me that I had done this to myself just from stress. And like, I didn't know that you could get sick from stress. Um, and I, I still really didn't understand, but that's what she told me. And for the next six months, I was like sleeping, like six, like when I, if I wasn't in class or eating, I was probably sleeping. Um, I saw in a journal recently that um, I guess I was also pretending to sleep sometimes just so that I like could get out of like interacting with other people. Um, I also remember like getting super overwhelmed at that point. Like if I tried to eat in our cafeteria, which is like just one big open room, it would like just get really disorienting and overwhelming. And so I would like sit so that I was like facing kind of like the wall. Um, so I couldn't see the whole room and like I was still dizzy, like walking up and down the stairs in to get, cause I was on the seventh floor. Usually I would take the elevator, but even that was like making me dizzy sometimes. There was just a lot going on and I still don't fully understand like everything that happened. I think I just recovered eventually like with time. Um, but I, now I know that I didn't really recover. Like that was the beginning of like my health falling apart. I had never been particularly healthy or athletic or strong previous, but um, I had been able to push through well enough. 
um, before that. But yeah, after that situation, when I was 20, um, like looking back, I can see now that like that was like my first big warning sign that uh, my health was not okay and that my stress levels were um, like bad enough that it was going to impact my health. Um, but I didn't know what to do. You know, I still needed to work my job um, in order to pay for college. There wasn't like another option. I didn't really have help figuring out like what other options I could have or what I could do. Um, I just like knew that I didn't want to take out loans. It was just I, really just trying to like figure things out. Like not that I wasn't still in contact with like my my dad at the time and like still contact with like my, my mom and everything, but like none of them, like I'm one of the only people in my family, like anyone in my family to go to college. And so nobody could really help me like figure out what to do. No, nobody is in my family is particularly good with money. Um, so yeah, there was just like a lot of me just like trying to figure it out. And um, like, I knew I needed help. Like I knew, I knew I needed help with like my mental health. And then at that point, like that my, my physical health too. Um, but like, I didn't know how to ask for help. Um, two years before that, you know, about two and a half years before that, when I was 18, um, I had gone to the ER because, um, I hadn't eaten in days, you know, I was really, really anorexic back then and stressed. And I had gone to the hospital and or gone to the ER and like talked to them and everything. And I'd really thought that at that point, like if somebody found out that I was that, uh, um, like sick. Like I just like, I knew I was sick. And I, I thought, figured that if anybody found out that I was sick, that I would like go into treatment and then everything would be okay. And because like that doctor didn't really take my situation seriously and like, didn't know what to do. Um, and I was just sent home. Like I really lost faith in anybody really being able to help me. Um, and there was no talk of getting me into counseling or therapy or anything at that point when I was 18. When I was 20, I had access to like the wellness center on campus and like the doctor on campus. And then there also there's, there's like free therapy for um, students. And so I was like starting to utilize those resources. Um, but I, I really, I didn't know how to do self-care. I didn't know how to take care of myself. I didn't know how to have boundaries. Like I definitely didn't know how to do any of that. And I actually, like within nine months of my body shutting down, started Middle Women, like my first organization, um, which was all about self-esteem and positive body image and like mental health advocacy. So like I knew that I needed to do the work. I knew that I needed to know more, um, but like nobody said anything to me about like PTSD. Nobody asked me about like my trauma. I don't think like, I just don't remember learning what I needed to learn for years and years after. Like it, I was like 26, I think by the time somebody asked me like if I thought I might have PTSD. So I just, I wanted to record this story and I, I didn't do the best job recording it, but, um, cause I was just kind of improvising, but I wanted to document this because I'm just like thinking back of like 10 years of illness. And sometimes I only talk about like the last like six years or so because six years ago or almost seven years ago now is when uh, my body shut down the second time. And then I got all of my, my chronic illnesses. 
uh, multiple chemical sensitivity, chronic fatigue, like all of these different things. Um, so I really talk about like being like incapacitated for the past seven years. Um, but when my body shut down for the first time when I was 20, um, I was able to like keep pushing through for the most part. And I still had like another three or four years in me of like kind of forced work where I was still trying to be valuable and I was still trying to, um, create a community around me and like find my place so that if anything were to, I just had this idea that like the best way to stay safe and to be okay forever was to have a strong community around you that felt like you were valuable. So like if you were to get sick or something, if like they needed you, they would help. I've done a lot of unpacking of that um, since then, but I, I just really, I didn't know how to relax. You know, it, it's taken me the better part of the last 10 years to learn how to relax and how to take care of myself. And, um, but yeah, it's been a decade since my body shut down for the first time. I still don't have a whole lot of answers for like exactly what happened then. Um, but I do see it as like the beginning of my, like my health declining, but also of like my recovery because, I was struggling with, like I said, eating disorder and also other mental health and suicidal ideation since like I was like 13, 14 years old. So for my body to shut down um, when I was 20, like it was like the beginning of everything falling apart, but it was also the beginning of me actually trying to find answers and to try and take care of myself and to get healthy. So it was just like a really important thing that happened to me. Um, and it happened like right around this time, 10 years ago. So I wanted to record about it now, um, in reflection. So, um, thank you for sitting through that, uh, story. If you did, um, I have a few more episodes that I want to talk about coming soon. Like, um, I want to talk about like some reflections that I've been having now that I'm feeling like healthy and safe. Um, like a lot of things coming up about that, but that doesn't necessarily need to, you know, it's not super timely. It's just something that I'm thinking about right now. And then the, I think the next episode that I'll do, I'll talk about, um, my, uh, weight restoration journey that I've been on for the last six months and how I, um, successfully have gained 30 pounds and now I am in a healthy weight. So that's kind of coming up next, but I just wanted to talk about, um, 10 years ago, my body shut down and, uh, okay. Thanks so much for, listening. Um, and I'll catch you on the next one. Bye.